catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today we have an expert in the area of funding for startups, especially in the tech space, to drive this conversation to what's more important to consider. We're talking to the MD of Ingressive Capital. Ingressive Capital is a $10 million VC fund targeting early stage startups across sub-Saharan Africa's key tech markets. The founder of Ingressive for Good, a non-profit organization with a mission to create and increase the earning power of African youth through tech training and resources for the growth of the African startup ecosystem. I guess also founded Ingressive LLC, a market entry and market operations firm that has assisted more than 50 international companies to enter and operate across Africa. And they've done a collective 40 plus deals on the continent. Maya Hogan Famodu. Hello, Maya. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. So there's been a lifelong conversation about Africans in Africa partnering to achieve a truly African development that doesn't enslave Africa. Some believe that the AFCFTA is a good start. Are you excited about this partnership and this agreement? Uh, I definitely think it's a move in the right direction. Do I think that it's going to lead to material changes immediately? I question. Um, But I certainly think that this is the right path. Um, so what I think, a, a few things I think are that are that are really fundamentally needed in, in order to push the continent forward is a buy Africa first, um, uh, I guess, movement um, and promotion, especially by government leadership. Never before outside of uh, Rwanda and maybe, you know, chocolate in, in Ghana. I really haven't heard of a political leader saying, you know, buy Africa first. Hey, Africans, buy African products first. And I think that this that that alone and the 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 being able to in one hand cultivate your own resources and to sell them to your own brothers and sisters you know as opposed to exclusively in the western world where where the concentration of the value for the product is 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 um i guess exported um and i would say one i think that's a that's a move in in the direction that i think is is needed in order to strengthen economic activity generally and, and develop market such that we own majority of the value that uh, our natural resources and products are creating. And two, I think that there needs to be an increase in the African nation to African nation, not only communication, but logistical and infrastructural support and government and like tax incentive, et cetera, et cetera. And what I think that the, what, what this could do potentially is just allow for uh, increased support from the capital side and also product side of African nation to support African nation. And maybe in, you know, the next 5, 10, 20 years, those um, Chinese loans or American loans or World Bank loans that we've so depended on can now come from a a, a concentrated and a pooled uh, like African sovereign entity um, and such that we can not we can not only be um, sharing and cultivating resources, but we can also be reinvesting that capital into ourselves. A lot has already been said about how this agreement will bring benefits in trade and investments across Africa, how our dependence and the superpowers like China and America will get reduced. But a lot of startups still do not understand how it translates to growth for them. In the tech ecosystem, Ingressive Capital is right now at the early entry stage, which means Ingressive connects 
these startups to lofty ideas such as this one. What does the AFCFT agreement mean for startups and then for venture capital firms in the ecosystem? That's a two-in-one. Um, what that means for um, for startups in Africa, I think first is is being able to access that pan-African market size or so pan-African um, expansion. And so um, I think that uh, ideally as you know, regulation from country to country becomes stabilized for expansion as taxes makes more sense and there's double taxation treaties, et cetera, et cetera, as, as pan-African markets are positioned to support doing business within and amongst each other. I think that uh, startups focused in one country will ha- will have an easier time expanding into new markets. And that makes sense. And that we can then see those billion dollar market opportunities solely focused on, on uh, the continent within the tech space. One major concern has been the government not understanding exactly what the tech space is about and not understanding how to plug in. Who, in your opinion, should assist government representatives to better understand the tech ecosystem so as to make policies that are useful to the innovativeness being witnessed every day on the continent? You know, I don't really think it has anything to do with like lack of them getting information that that shares and supports why um, there should be investment in the technology space and facilitated the development of the technology sector. I think that you have people who are just improperly incentivized. If I have a bunch of my wealth and ownership in traditional um, industries, and then you're bringing um, or you're, you know, trying to convince me to create amenable or policies that are amenable to, to startups that may disrupt um, some of these traditional industries and thus where I hold my wealth and ownership, I'm not going to be properly incentivized to um, to engage in that way. And I think that's really the problem. There needs to actually be policy in place that prevents people from weighing in and voting on policies if they have vested interests in this space. And I think that's the only time that you're really going to see, um, particularly in the countries that have had extremely volatile regulation and, ex- and harmful regulation to startups like Nigeria. Um, I, I, I think that's really the, the only time that, that you're going to see the things that make sense. And I mean, in the meantime, I think the people who can communicate um, and show like, hey, you can still build wealth while supporting this new market opportunity, like as the economy grows, so does, you know, your salary or whatever they're they're doing to get their money. I I really I think that um, that can be, uh, you know, very successful tech leadership, those who built multi-billion dollar companies in the Western world potentially having these conversations and advising um, African leadership and, and um, policymakers and regulators. I think also um, governments who have been able to very successfully integrate technology and have seen it transform their uh, economies themselves, whether from the technology or the telecommunications to the actual technology space, like the, the in, like India and everything that's been happening in India and historically like China or two countries who have despite having limited or no natural resources are still having incredible output from the technology like they're um i mean estonia is a very interesting case study um singapore is a very interesting case study um and the list goes on so i think that there are governments who who have done these things well or are are doing them well and and uh nigeria or you know ghana kenya etc can really learn from and i think as far as on the continent those we should you know the golden child it ha- is and has been rwanda and kigami 
not only is forward thinking, but also understands that the collective pie, including his own, gets bigger as you expand to these new market opportunities. So lots of people in the ecosystem believe that uh, regulators would stem the tide of disruptiveness. Do you, do you do you stand with these guys or do you think uh, regulation as it's uh, the ecosystem is being disrupted is important? So um, I've heard that I've heard now regulators and, you know, the ones who are making these decisions, you know, refer to startups as the fly like flies on a cow. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) if you're seeing if you're looking at and you're thinking about technology and innovation as parasitic as opposed to expansive um, or like a symbiotic healthy relationship you're not in any capacity going to um, understand the fundamental why of why of the need for supportive technology or really create policies that are supportive there or are supportive. And so um, I, I question one again until the incentives have been properly aligned um, or an understanding of, of uh, that as the whole pie increases, everyone's slice increases as well. Um, And I think that you have a bunch of people who came from traditional industry, like in oil and gas and agriculture, et cetera, et cetera. It is very zero sum. Either I have the plot of land or you have the plot of land. Either I have the contract or you have the contract. But in the technology space, there's this infinite opportunity to build layer of technology on top of layer of technology on top of layer, like the telecommunications um, infrastructure, and then the B2B, you know, switching systems infrastructure, and then the B2C payment systems, and then the open banking solution, and then the lending solution on top of that, you know, they all need each other. And there's no necessarily, um, unless you're directly competing and in the same, you know, exact same vertical, there's like infinite opportunity to build on top. And I think that's really uh, the, the the lack of understanding of the um of the, of the fundamental need for collaboration and um and stacking of technology um i think that really needs to be translated um into re- into uh the i guess public sector generally and the dialogue like being able to you know i don't have the stomach for it i don't i don't have this kind of patience to be having these types of conversations okay my final thought is that there is incredible opportunity if the public sector and private sector combine to push forward this initiative. I think as we've seen time and time again, at least those in Nigeria, where government falls short, private sector does and has and will continue to fill in. And I wouldn't be surprised if if nothing else, this just facilitated private sector business to connect with private sector business in a more meaningful and sustainable way. And I look forward to supporting these initiatives as they continue to expand across the continent um, and hearing and seeing the new voices or those who understand and, and really believe in the unification of the continent from an economic, from a cultural, from um a political standpoint and just really understanding the strength that we have um, combining resources and combining our capital to pursue economic and social growth on the continent. And uh, I look forward to those who are um, pioneering and forward thinking and and thus open to innovation and, and in, at some point integrating technology into that as well. Thanks for the conversation and the insights. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.